0: Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman-Hughes. All right, here we go. It's the day before the big event, M16 Invitational. It's going to be one of the biggest shows ever in South Australia and South Australian soil. You know, we say that every time. The thing is, it's true every time and as the boys just keep outdoing themselves I'm um, standing in the academy, and I'm likely going to be asking people as they come through what they're looking forward to. We did a big roundtable uh, a few weeks ago with Declan, Adam Jones, myself, and Tommy Hayes, where we just we actually broke down every single match. And as we were doing that, we're sort of realizing how exciting this card is going to be. There are some true standouts, including the main event with. Declan versus Daniel Short and that's just going to be absolutely fantastic there's some sleepers on this card there was a late replacement um James Watson coming in to face off with Maddie Clarkos in place of Lachlan Conway and that's just going to be a barn burner James did incredibly well at the recent ADCC National so the guys from 10th Planet have a lot of experience in this rule set too and the guys from 10th Planet Adelaide are chasing those ADCC set competitions around. So you're going to see something really special when Jesse takes on Ali too. Look, I, I don't want to do a complete recap again. I'm just trying to depict that the hype is real. I'll ask a few people what they're looking forward to. And I'm sure we're going to get a host of different answers. Taylor versus Gacy. We've got Luke Marcos competing. <laughs> We've got Emir competing. There's there's so many faces and names that you see around the scene. You see from academy to academy, comp to comp, who are putting in the work and putting in the time and putting in the effort. And now they get the opportunity to showcase their skills in this type of format. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day. I'm really looking forward to potentially getting some interviews and just some behind the scenes of the competitors on the day and the spectators on the day because. That's where you really get to feel the atmosphere of what it's like at one of these shows. And it's becoming a little bit of a tradition now with the Bad Phone Podcast, hopping around to the M16 Invitational events and getting that little bit of behind the scenes feel, uh, just to add to the experience. And of course, we're going to be giving away the Breakout Performance Award, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the undercard. So that's gonna be exclusive, exclusively for the undercard. I'm not even gonna include the main card, for the Breakout Performance Award from the Batphone Podcast, because what it's all about is it's about having a look at the up-and-comers and rewarding them with the chance to come on the Batphone Podcast and tell their story and talk to everyone about what it's like for them, what their journey's like for them, why they got involved in it, because relating to these people and understanding that we're all walking the same path, it's really important. And hopefully giving the up-and-comers a little bit of a platform to speak, share their personality, share their story, gain potentially a little bit more exposure, and again, potentially a little bit of confidence moving forward. That is the best platform that we can offer them. So hopefully we'll get to talk to a few people both before, during, and after the event, and we know it's going to be an awesome show. All right, day before M16 opened, true to my word, I actually got two people who know what they're talking about to come in. (laughs) And discuss what they're looking forward to for the M16 Invitational. I have uh, Dimitri and Vasily (laughs) calling. Uh, James and Will Kolarov Now James has been ducking me for a long time I've been trying to get him on the podcast And I've finally sort of wrangled him in So if he doesn't say anything at all I wouldn't be surprised But (laughs) that laugh is James And this next voice is Will We're here
1: with the Grecian (laughs) silverback
0: Yeah, the Grecian silver. We've got a three Greek minimum here at the MATLAB It just doesn't feel right Unless there's at least three Greeks on the mat, And we usually hit the quota pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, far beyond Oh, yeah, real easy (laughs) So what are you guys looking forward to uh, M16 Invitational this time around?
2: Uh, Me. You no, go, you go. You go first. Me personally, uh, I'm most excited to watch Luke from Arruda mm. uh, yeah. roll. I roll with him a lot. Um, and Because he... Yeah, the last year, he's just... His growth in Jiu-Jitsu has just been very, very good because he's been training, like, from what I know, like 10 times a week. He's always in the gym. Mm. He's always learning. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited against... For him to verse Will, mm. I think it'd be a really good match. Um, and when then obviously, brown belt. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, Luke, otherwise known as Cuzzy, is a blue belt. Cousy so yeah, I know.
0: And <laughs> um, Will Wesley is also a blue belt yeah. somehow. So, you know.
2: <laughs> and then uh, also, like, obviously, um, Pugs, and I'll be in his corner, so always excited to watch him uh, compete. Usually I'm um, alongside him, uh, competing with him, but uh, yeah, not this time.
0: No, this time. What about you, James?
1: Uh, definitely those those um four. Uh, I mean, three, I mean. And uh, uh, Moody and yeah. Big Man Child.
2: Yeah. yeah, Moody's looking big. Yeah, it'll be
1: an interesting match. I think um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Declan does, whether he's going to want to play on top and wrestle or um, play guard like he normally does um, at the M16s. But I think whatever he does, I think I think he will take in the end. But it would definitely be... a Tough match. Yeah. I think this is one
0: of those ones where rule set really does come into it. ADCC rule set, as we've seen in the past. It's sort of when you develop a strategy and develop a style, I feel like the baseline of what people think is that they're either going to pull guard immediately and sort of cook the top game player a little bit, and try to have them pass, pass, pass. And then when points come in, it's likely easier to sweep up or wrestle up. Than to wrestle down, right? If we both start standing, then it's a pretty even playing field. And to actually score, uh, you know, either a clean takedown or takedown points in an ADCC rule set is a little harder to do. Mm. So if you sweep, or if you wrestle up, or if I'm as soon as points come in, it's established that I'm on bottom and you're on top. Then it's going to be a little bit easier for me because how much, how much do you think that person can pass your guard clean yeah. in order to score those points as well? So. That sort of commonly is a bit of a baseline idea of how people think. I think that played out a little bit with Declan when he fought Will Diaz when, you know, five seconds prior to points coming in, boom, you know, he pulls guard. Because he just presents that dynamic Mm. of now you have to pass my guard to score and I can wrestle up to score. So, but even with that being said, does that really play out at an international level? Because internationally, people are just clubbing and wearing yeah, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. head yeah. to make you tired regardless because they're backing their gas tank and they're backing their overall strategy. Is it 10 minutes or is it it longer? Yeah, it Have, it's, have it's, they burst each not, other
1: before? Do you know? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't I think, think so. so. Yeah. I don't because
0: he's a bigger boy yeah he is you know what he's not as big in person (laughs) (laughs) eh? (laughs) please don't hurt me again daniel i'm so so sorry i don't mean please don't listen to this a and b don't hurt me i'm sick of being hurt but no he's very strong and he's very big but his hands his hands like what? I think it's pretty redundant what do you to do say. What did he do with his hands to you? Yeah. The hell? No. He put his hands on me. He put his hands on my balls. No, he's, uh, he's, uh, I have nightmares about them. That's why they're so oh, clear okay. and PTSD. in my mind. But like, I think it would be redundant to say the guy is strong and big. But it's it's his hands. It's his grip strength. You know, G, I know His grip strength is excellent, and his grip and hand placement is very educated. I've spoken about it at length in the past. We'll a bit. Well, no, he doesn't have to. He can just Ooh. dig into anything that he wants and it's a plug handle. Slide right <laughs> <laughs> He's also quite, quite good looking, so I'll let him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, reason, the real reason I wanted to nab you both is uh, obviously to talk about the Invitational. And, you know, we, on the last you know, podcast, I, we talked about, we broke down every match in detail and I gave my thoughts about Declan. Uh, and Daniel as well I think it's definitely An intriguing matchup But the thing that I noticed Is as we go down the list What's starting to happen Is we're building like This really strong repertoire Of of homegrown athletes as well mm, Of South yeah. Australian athletes sure. And it just Yeah It just keeps growing And keeps expanding Every single time There's been some Sort of repeat people Who have been on the m 16 Yeah yeah But every time we get a new person They just slot right in And yeah. just Yeah yeah, there's there's no match on this card that's not going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting.
1: Yeah, I think it was like preparing for the rule set, um, kind of focusing more on that ACC style, and it's probably why you're seeing them when they're coming in. They are so prepared mm. and they're looking good. And it's good to see um, a lot of the SA um, athletes versing um, some interstate as well. So yeah. it's a bit more of a mixed competition instead yeah, of that are always because obviously we all verse each other all the time. We're a small Small city um, and state, and yeah, just it's good to have those interstate guys come in, and yeah.
0: it's especially good that it's a, a show that attracts interstate people.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. You like, especially when you get to that purple brown belt or purple and above level, you usually versed everyone you can in mm. SA, and it might only be every now and then that you verse someone new mm.
0: um, if you don't go outside of SA. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if it's just notes, SA, well. so
2: it's like obviously going interstate. Like when I did nationals, it cost you like a grand after everything just to go compete. Like yeah, that's, that's, rough. A, that's a scam. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. You know? it's it's nice. Nice. So at least we got nice something. that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at least we got uh, something like M sixteen Open, where they put on a good show.
1: Mm.
2: Don't need to take out a loan.
1: Yeah,
0: mm. and I get to compete and do what I love. Yeah, I think yeah. you're really right with that, and it's been the same you know, from six or seven years ago, all of the mm. guys that you're seeing now who are black dogs, we literally came up competing against each other non-stop. And yeah. yeah. When you get to that purple belt level, you sort of come to the realization that you spent six or seven years sharpening your skills against each other. You respect each other, mm. not from the same club, but you respect each other for all of the time and effort that you put in. And you can identify and acknowledge that they've aided you to get to the level that you're at. But what do you now do with that platform? You know, what do you now do with those skills and the level you're at? Do you just, enter into any random competition and face the same guy over and over again. Like, yeah. I really don't want to compete against Diego, to be honest with you. I don't really want to get smashed by Declan over and over again. I like Lachlan Conway. I like Miles and all these people. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't need to go um, into the M16 Open and get crushed by Will Kolaroff. He can do that in the academy anytime he wants. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is the thing. Like We actually work better collaboratively than yeah, we yeah. do adversarially. So what do we do with that? We need people like Miles and Adam putting on these shows so that we can actually showcase the skills of what we've learned.
1: Yeah. It's new, like, you know, when when you, uh, let's say when you go interstate or when you do verse guys from interstate that you haven't versed before, it's new nerves, new styles. Mm. It's always new styles for sure. Yeah, it's always different styles as well. And I think it just makes you better grapple overall. And like you said, we're always training with each other. So it's like, you wake up, go to the comps, like you know, it's like, oh, i have versed him like ten times. Mm. That's and the it's thing. It's like you still, of course, you still got that um, that grit to win and everything like that. But it's well,
2: yeah, it's a lot different when uh, back in the day, know, though. You know, cross training wasn't a thing, so yeah, yeah. and everyone to try and keep their um, secrets about jujitsu within Definitely. their gym, right? <laughs> yeah, All their yeah. techniques, yeah. secret. Or so like, and, like the kimura when, up when, and oversweep, what a yeah, secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when you would Verse each other, it was. You haven't really trained with them that much, whereas nowadays everyone's cross training, cross training, going to open mats. Yeah. So you get the, especially when you first go to a new gym and you're doing cross training. No matter what, it's always the hardest session because you have that competitive spirit mm. within you and the person that you've that yeah. you haven't yeah. versed before. Then you've rolled with them four or five times, and you know yeah. the person you who know, yeah. yeah. loses, you know, usually accepts it. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: they they sort of understand what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, within that, they've aided you. You've now aided each other. You've now figured that oh, out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if yeah, there's yeah. a problem that they couldn't solve competitively, they'll go back into the training room and attempt to solve it. And they can actually bring you in yeah. you know, amicably and help them, you can help them solve mm-hmm. it. And that's what we do so much now that we didn't before. And for you guys, as we were saying, like, competing now, what I always say is it's, you've got to look at these competitions and how they best serve you. Mm. What does it actually do for you? Brings a dog out. It does. It does bring a no! dog out, But it kind of, you kind of <laughs> fucking need to at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, in yeah time. Yeah, do, because Because, yeah. like, for example, the opportunities, right, that we get if we go to nationals. Mm. You, you know, you guys were thrown down with Clarkos. You've thrown down with fucking Bobby Sandu. And I've thrown down with Daniel do Schwartz and Jez Smith. And he, he's Mike. fighting. Um, yeah, he's fighting Brody Greco. Yeah.
1: So I've it's like that one.
0: the thing about that is we see those things as opportunities and we gain massive benefit by stepping onto the mats prepared for those opportunities Mm. and it's here in this state where we get to prepare with each other as i say it was adversarial back in the day but it's so collaborative now and we're starting to see the benefit of that with the caliber of athlete that we're turning out as a team in south australia and it's not really so apparent to us when we're sort of in a little bit small town, but it was way more apparent to me how much of a team we were when I came back and went out to Nationals again with we yeah, you yeah. guys. Yeah, 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 And Alan Hartley's helping us, Lachlan Conway's helping us, we're, I'm helping you guys. You're yeah. Right. And yeah. we all Whenever you see, like,
2: someone competing on the mats, quickly run over there, make sure you support them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we all
0: Turned into one, one, one big team. We of, did. Um, it's like, yeah. without even thinking about it, mm. we turned into one big team. And yeah. it just... It makes you realise, oh these guys actually. But they do have your back. They have you back. You ask anyone anyone who experienced that, you know, I was about to compete, so Jackie's about to compete as well. Mm. So we're all in the bullpen and in that middle strip together, we're feeling it all Mm. together. Alan Hartley jogs up and coaches Jackie. Yeah. And Jackie is so thankful for that experience (laughs) as well. And he did it without thinking, you know, it was just a thing that we do. I'd love to see more of that. Team South Australia, and the more events we have like M sixteen Invitational, the more we begin to realize, oh shit, we actually all are a team.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the uh, like besides the whole pyramid scheme, thousand dollars. How are you going? Yeah, on? yeah, yeah. Like it is good when it is fun when you go over there and you know. Oh, it's, all it's a great a event. It's just and scam, then, that's
2: yeah, yeah, just a <laughs> scam, but
1: it, it it's is still good. It, like you said, like it is fun because like you're coming. Mean, it takes there, you like what
2: three, four months to get your medal, but something.
1: I yeah, I know. What
0: the fuck is with that? Seriously. Yeah, they ran out of medals. Yeah, they ran out of yeah. medals. It's not like, oh, we have yeah. a thousand
2: competitors. It's literally like, you have a set amount of gold medals, silver, bronze. You, like, make me pay so much money. Get your yeah. shit together. But it's, it's not, not that
0: hard. Dude, it's not even that one day that you have to pay the you money You know for. every
2: year that you're doing it on I a certain day? I reckon it was like, day, like get 350 plans.
0: So, But when you, oh, when you sign up ridiculous. to a service, right? When you sign up to a thing, you register. <laughs> you're paying your registration fee. You're paying admin fee. That service is what you're paying for, right? So you're paying for the workers at the tables. You're paying for the T-shirts to be stocked. We're we're paying the double bubble mate You're paying for it to run on time And shit like that That's what registration fees are So you've now registered with IBJJF and AFBJJ Which is a fee within itself Your club has also registered Which is a fee within itself As a black belt I have to register I have to register (laughs) my black belt So that's three different registrations Prior to registering for the competition And they get you every time but what do we paying? Yeah. every time? But, you know, we're gone. This is what happens when you get three Greeks talking about oh, any one issue. Yeah, we need a
2: couple cigarettes and some need yeah, yeah, a yeah. Yeah, co- yeah. Greek coffee, the coffee. Yeah, 100%. The government.
0: Oh, bloody oh, government. government. This is like bullshit. It's like you've got a whole country of Greeks who don't pay taxes and they're like, oh, no, what happened, guys? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, the Germans took all our gold yeah. and shit. It's like, no, they didn't cut. Like, they fucking just never paid your taxes. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so best. good. But, yeah. Um, yeah, this was also the thing that happens We get way off track What well, were we meant to be talking oh, about? Oh, something about,
1: about that, that M16 matches. thing Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but but who, else is, who else is fighting? Um, you
0: You, James You're yeah, fighting uh, James, I'm is, James is
1: incognito I mean, fuck, fuck off yeah.
0: I'm giving you I'll pop you out in the middle of the year His thing I think you and Alan Hartley would be a great match Big yeah, Alan? Yeah. yeah I think you both are Stylistically you know, eat quite even, quite close together in skill and style, getting closer together in weight and size as well. And it's like, you're both awesome dudes. That'd probably be more of a battle for like, Alan's who's the nicest guy? James. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, of course your brother would say yeah. that. You smashed you James you don't, you don't in the balls today, man. You smashed him in the balls. And Nothing your response was, like- was keep going, come <laughs> That shim was like a katana in my bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad this has deteriorated to in jokes, but the la- here's the last thing, all right? Yeah. Last thing. Give it to us. Come on. Main <laughs> event who wins?
1: Declan. Moody. I already said it. There yeah. we go. Moody. Moody
0: all around. That's Come awesome. On. Awesome, guys. He gets it. Thank you so much. Well, now it's not even we... about
2: supporting us. Declan's just going to win. Yeah, he is going to win. Yeah. And what is he, like 100 kegs now? Oh, he's a thick snicker yeah. boy. He's <laughs> 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 <You know laughs> me. He's been packing. I saw him with that sword. I'm
0: like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not going to say anything because I value my soul. and <laughs> like, I don't want it to be taken and siphoned from Declan the next time. <laughs> no, it's great. That's <laughs> no, a good thing. Heavy in the back. Yeah, we are. you you're
1: the best one yeah. Well how much, how much does Dan weigh? Like, he, like, is, it, is it a weight match is just
0: open? Uh, I, d- I think it's just open man yeah. he, he competed oh, in ultra heavy so he's at least <gasps> 90, 97 plus but, yeah. To be honest yeah, he's a probably 108, cool 110 yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Fuck! Yeah. That'd be good. He's a good dude, though. It'll be good yeah. if we get to have a chat with him, actually. I'd love to have him out to the academy at some point in time. Yeah, for sure. Even though he's he's probably one of the most technical big, big guys boys. Yeah, yeah. that, he that Australia has to offer. So it'd be he's good to get those roller. insights. Yeah. Man, and he's got he those is. grips. He's got those grips. Yeah. Okay, so I've just had my assistant, my <laughs> uh, PA, hmm. Deacon and Jacob, Ali and Jesse, which is very intriguing. Lachlan has been replaced by. James Watson from Tenth Planet. Oh yeah, it's actually guy who's given me his phone. So let's just go back a few things good, and check out. Look at this search
2: page. Oh, the explore. Yeah. Look yeah, at that, that search oh, page on Instagram. Shit,
0: boy. <laughs> what is that? Staff. <laughs> Titties staff, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, well man, done, nice. good job, man, good job. It's Thank you so much. You, Thoughts are all I thought right. All right. <laughs> no. uh, Last time we ever do that, guy. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Wait, so is, is Conway out? That's Unfortunately, that sure? yes, yeah, I okay. think he is. So
0: James Watson is the guy who's going to be replacing Lachlan, and he's a 10th planet jiu-jitsu guy. Okay, yeah. He actually did incredibly well at the recent ADCC Nationals, or Open, I believe it was, in Melbourne. What is he, a... Uh... Brown I don't burn. know I don't know all of the 10th yeah. planet guys regardless of belt rank are pretty high level if they want to step into competition they generally prepare them pretty well it's one yeah. thing that they do well they don't grade them quick yeah
2: you know what I mean yeah, they, yeah. they
0: definitely keep them accountable nice little sandbagger it's, it's the way to be man you could say that about us yep. yeah I know. and now you're brown birds and I'm still saying it <laughs> these guys worked me to exhaustion today I haven't rolled all week Get and the, the fucking... only people I got to roll with this morning was James and Will Korov yeah bring the fucking dog and man. I was in the corner literally yes, losing consciousness we were consciousness. laughing
1: at you <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> <we're> like, <laughs> like, like look at like Nick and
0: the ambulance. I'm like, was but this your plan? Was this your plan the whole time? You are staring B-? into the dark abyss. I'm like having a serious immunocompromised oh. moment. <laughs> my skin's breaking out, I'm putting on weight, my neck's stiff and sore. These dudes come into Saturday open, mat licking their lips like, yeah, I'm going to get this motherfucker right now. Here he is, he's weak, he's weak. <laughs> nah, no, it wouldn't have mattered if I was strong anyway, which I'm not. Nah. But next thing we'll do we'll catch up with everyone at the event itself we'll try and get some interviews and we'll, we'll probably get you guys back on because that was pretty cool oh
2: yeah you? i think you scared james off
0: No, nah. so. and, and james <laughs> again after ducking me for so long has to come in and has to tell his uh wog boy story as well all right <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> well we have arrived we're here on the day and it's definitely a different feel today there's a big buzz in the air we've just completed the rules meeting at the m16 invitational and i think it's due to the the nature of having some really high level matchups on the card it's it certainly feels like it always feels like a professional event but having a look at ra- around at the names and faces and the caliber of people that it's drawn out to this event yeah definitely feels different today we're still in anticipation of the very first match, which is going to be Alec Burns versus Connor Kearney. And that is going to be an epic way to start off two outstanding up-and-comers who are gonna put on an absolute show. Every single match is guaranteed fireworks. I'll try and pick and choose the ones to have a look at, maybe do a breakdown of commentary. If I think there's gonna be a great stylistic matchup and it's gonna be hard to keep up, that's the one I'll go for. But yeah, as of right now, really, really cool vibe very you know strong atmosphere big buzz in the air and we're looking forward to a great event alright I'm here with Chris from Complete Recovery located on Beach Road down south and he has become the guy to go to I think you've had like half the whole card come through your, your recovery hub within the last two days as well so
3: yeah so um, yeah thanks for chucking me on um, yeah we're down in, in, in Adelaide southern area down Chris's beach um, but yeah we've got a lot of crew that want to recover their muscles and recover their bodies and pretty much perform to their best abilities. so uh, that's why we're here yeah man every time i see the instagram and the social medias you've literally got some of
0: the highest tier guys from m16 from declan to jack and uh even cam as well like it's really good to see that you know, you put yourself out there to support the grappling community
3: and they're coming in in droves to, to feel the support as well. Yeah, man, like when I see some of the names that book in, I sort of, I start to shake a bit. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, lucky I'm on their side. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good seeing the, the calibre, the talent that comes through, the recovery. Um, yeah, recovery in Adelaide's a big thing. Um, you know, it's just starting to grow. But everyone that's sort of wanting to be the best, uh, the best performance they can, they can get, um, yeah, they are. Uh, they they come through the doors, man. And we look after them. Uh, we treat them like royalty. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, and from what I can see, like the whole setup today, we've got the table with
0: all of the products. We've got the massage table. We've got the NormaTech boots. Like you came out in force today
3: to support at this event, and I, I really wanted to thank you and commend you for what you're doing. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we've got all the gear. Um, and yeah, we're giving out prizes for some divisions and stuff. We got keys. We got uh, a few 10, ten uh, compression boot packs. We got products uh, give way for like best admission and stuff like that. So yeah, we want to give back to to, to the the, the grappling community for supporting us.
0: Yeah, and obviously it doesn't go unseen, man, because everyone's coming back and supporting you. And for me, I'm going to have to get some everyday greens from Primabolics Bolics because yeah. that's
3: what I've been all about recently as well. That's yeah. it, man. And um, yeah, it's just amazing to get down here and and yeah, we um, we we. We're, we just thank everyone for, for support, and uh, in, in giving back, uh, we support everyone else as well. Nah, we love seeing local local businesses
0: thrive, man, so thank you so much for your time today. We're going to enjoy the show. Easy, man. Thank you. Well, in the battle of the up-and-comers, you can hear the applause. Uh, Alec Burns was able to walk away with a naked choke after really being persistent and breaking down connor over time it was good strategy it was good pathways but it was alex overall pressure and ability that got him that victory connor fought out of a fully locked in rear naked choke uh but then the second one gone and very very cool to see uh next matchup, we've got keegan versus ben forsyth which is another high level blue belt matchup. looking forward to seeing the rest for the day Uh, I'm standing here with Bobby Sandu. He's going to be the hero of the day. Uh, Can you give me any insights into a pre-game ritual, Bobby? Look, uh, we've warmed up well
4: and truly. You know what I mean? (laughs) We've literally warmed up. uh, Feeling good, feeling great. I like to listen to some Indian music. (laughs) I like to listen to some war ballads and shit, get into a very serious place, but I'm pumped.
0: Indian music, bro. I thought you were the hottest rising up-and-coming comic out of Bangladesh i'm not from bangladesh but it's close enough you
4: know yeah i do a little bit of comedy too on the side you know um it's actually worse than my jiu if you can believe that or not <laughs> well,
0: you've been cracking me up since the moment i met you man oh dude like i wanted to make sure i took you for a serious note for a quick minute I wanted to commend you in person for all of your efforts. It takes actually quite a fair amount of effort to pack up and go, whether you're traveling to B Team, whether you're traveling across Australia, it's not as glamorous as people might think that it is. And it's you putting your ass on the line and putting in a serious effort towards your goals and towards your dreams. And to keep your, you know, being a, a rising comedian, that also takes work as well. Being a it's comic cool. takes a lot of work. So, to keep that intact on the road, to keep your jiu jitsu progressing on the road and taking every opportunity, people see what you're doing, man, and lots of jokes were made. I know it's nice and lighthearted, but I wanted to make sure someone was commending you really in person it. to make <laughs> I mean, sure that you knew that people knew what they were looking at. Yeah.
4: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, look, um, I'm really. Oh, oh hey. shit. And now <laughs> on a not so serious note. Right? Watch out for this guy. <laughs> Watch out, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, man. Why do you seem so slow? Why do you seem so slow? This is my coach, Coach Adam Jones. So the
0: thing is, I'm standing here beneath Adam Jones and Bobby (laughs) Sandu currently. I'm feeling like the most (laughs) (laughs) inferior (laughs) hobbit you've ever seen in your fucking life, This guy, Adam
4: Jones, makes me have to look up and I'm six foot four. (laughs) Just Mate, kind of you're singing. a comedian you could have
1: come up with something better than that right. <laughs> he's, a,
0: he's a piece of shit I, yeah you gotta pay him to do that man yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh. it takes money and time bro I hate the Jones Brothers honestly <laughs> they're the fucking <laughs> you can't get
4: a moment of rest without no you
0: can't get away from them either you're like one. one's halfway across the fucking world with arms yeah. long enough to reach you and pull you back in 100% and then Craig just physically abuses you and Adam just emotionally abuses you it's like, yeah it's crazy it's like some sort of cyclical form of abuse did they, <laughs> did they like grow up with this sword. I don't know what happened to them
4: but it was bad you know <laughs> whatever happened to them far out I wish their parents gave them some more love or something
0: I don't know how it works oh man well I'll, you know you and Diego had a, a strong warm up beforehand I'm yes. sure a lot of pre-game talk yes. was uh, mulled over a bit of a martial arts OG those brothers like, dude the, the whole Caruso family are martial arts OG especially in the state of South Australia like they yeah, were yeah. doing like with myself we came up together we were doing MMA in a time period wow. where it was strange yeah, to do man. MMA like everyone's inception into martial arts and MMA especially in Australia the state of South Australia yeah. was like Hoist Gracie and the yeah. Gi you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so our timeline of events it's like oh we want to do MMA we better do gi yeah. you know what I mean oh and then we'll do some striking and we'll just go as hard as we possibly can on each other yeah, for, sure. for as long as we can and then there were no amateur fights so yeah. everyone had to step into professional ranks like immediately mm-hmm. but do you think that the Caruso's gave a shit about any of that man they were just they were ready to learn ready to push ready to progress they were fighters before they became fighters you yeah. Know what I mean? and, yeah, yeah. and everyone's got a lot of respect for them as well so you're I,
4: in good company I had a chat to him about how long he's been training you know he's decade of training, one of my goals in Jujitsu is just to be able to be involved in some capacity forever, Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. if things change, you're not always a competitor, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're doing this, mm-hmm. I'd like to, because that's, that's how you really build and get good at something, Yeah, yeah. if you're always switching, like even that's the thing, even doing any level of comedy at all, that those are hours I could be studying tape, mm-hmm. I could be doing this XYZ or recovering for Jujitsu, so
0: you've only got to pick, you can only be good at so many things. Oh, but still I mean being unique in that way is the way that you're going to contribute to the art the best Yes. Man. like yes. who knows in time comes you might be a great coach or you might be a great personality someone sure. that can gain exposure for jujitsu and grappling as well in yeah, a positive yeah. way because yep. a lot of the time when people sort of transcend the art whether it be Conor McGregor or Gordon Ryan, it's for a negative reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, what I always think about is like, what can we really do? We're not all going to be world champions, but how can we actually contribute on a day to day basis? As you say, as a coach, you want to be studying tape and making sure that what you're translating to students is relevant yeah. and is modern. But as someone like yourself who is walking the walk, you're building yourself a platform to garner proper positive exposure for grappling in the years yeah. to come, man. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. For you're sure. doing it right.
4: I know a guy, you know James Smith, and hmm. he's like a kobo guy, Sydney, and sometimes you know people, uh, he's a kobo teaching whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a million followers on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. he starts talking about Jiu-Jitsu, getting involved in Jiu-Jitsu, and all of a sudden people who would otherwise have otherwise have no interaction with jujitsu, yeah. they hear the, the the you know the name, they they're like, oh, what is that? Is that yeah. something I can get involved with? So it just, it grows the sport. And it has to grow at all levels. Yeah, know? yeah. The more gyms there are, the better. So Often there's so much infighting and dumb yeah, stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, everyone can kind of do well
0: together. One hundred Dude, we are super lucky in South Australia that when we first started, there was that kind of adversarialism. Yeah. And now we've all grown up. And all those people who were adversarial in the past are like best friends. And oh, we're awesome. all like heads of different academies. Me, Declan, Lachlan, all these people, man we all got our own gyms and we all work together collaboratively and it, and it leads to events like this like the reason why M16 was even became a concept yeah, yeah. is because COVID fucked everyone over wow. and there was no competition so they just put on competitions in their gym awesome. to make sure that everyone had an outlet and now it's grown into this awesome thing because yeah. people the other people in the community saw it and were like oh that's fucking awesome let's get behind it you know what i mean so i'm standing
4: here and there's like, i walked out before people started coming in mm-hmm. i've come back in there's probably, i don't know 200 people here yeah. like this is awesome it's not an easy thing to create so yeah really hats off to adam you know miles for making something like this putting this together because i'm sure it's not an easy thing to do
0: yeah, no, uh, I 100% agree. And man, I'll, g- I'll commend you again. I'll let you get some proper warm up going it. and be the hero of the day, Bobby. <laughs> get it done for us, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, slipping away for a minute to coach Big Emir representing MATLAB. It's going to be an awesome matchup. He's really earned it. He won't tell anyone, but he actually dislocated his shoulder doing Wizard wrestling drills on Tuesday night, ended up in the emergency room. And they popped it back in very nicely, very well. And he's been recovering and preparing himself. There was no way we were going to keep him off the mats in this event. And uh, he's already proved everything to us behind the scenes, mentally and physically. And I hope he gets a lot of positivity out of this day as well. All right, I'm not going to ask him here to talk because he's completely gassed. But I have to commend him on the podcast. An extremely composed performance. Uh, He soaked up all of the energy from his opponent. We were talking about strategy and game plan in the lead up to this and that's what it was all about. Be composed, stay tall, get the net game working, make the opponent shoot, make them use energy, make them try to pass early when points weren't on. That's exactly what he did. He just soaked it up. He got a beautiful timing based sweep when his opponent was passing through on his wrong side. He was able to use cradle and weave passing to create a broken position. And it was gonna be really difficult for Amir to find his footlock from bottom up because his opponent was extremely strong in the upper body, so it was bringing pressure from the top game. But as soon as it was a broken, posi- as, as it was a broken position, Amir found his combat base. He, found, he, he was able to survey what leg was on top in the knee shield half guard and he picked his position he went straight to the crush grip which is his strong finish which he's developed at, um, in, in the training room and he was able to pick up the victory and it was an incredibly well thought out and composed performance a different emir than I've seen before um, I just want to say since um, since flying to Melbourne in that Packs competition and last year I think we competed 70 odd times
5: so the approach to actually competing having that intent and a clear drive to what we want to achieve and i just want to thank everyone at matlab especially just just taking the time out to actually set a clear path and just highlighting intent
2: and what we want to achieve out of jits it's just yeah just having those avenues and just
0: having an overall game that i can always fall back to and even just the understanding of hey i'm in this position this is what i need to do to get to this position and just having those avenues so like, I am quite thankful, so. Dude, and we're thankful to have you, man. I've talked you up and I've sung your praises in the past. It takes two to tango, and now it takes a team, right? You've got to show up and be willing and be open to put in that type of work. And you've never asked me a dumb question ever. And Don't ever think that the questions you ask aren't worth asking because it's generated this type of communication and relationship. And, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next, man. In my, in my opinion, that was a real breakout performance for you, man, because... He is a purple belt. He is a legitimate purple belt. He's proven himself competitively on previous M16 events. um, And he's proven a strong pathway to victory. He's competed with guys like Paul Taylor and Will Wesley. And man, for you to put that type of performance on, a very smart and composed one, that was, to me, that's what progression looks like. So I'm very proud of you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Holy shit. (laughs) In potentially the highest level blue belt matchup we've ever experienced on the M16 Invitational Luke Marco Cuzzy himself was able to score a submission victory over equally as game Will Wesley Will entered into a strong false reek chain and transition which had Luke in all kinds of trouble early in the match and Luke was ultimately able to counter and defend by looking to get to the neck as well which was a surprise turn of events as he got to the dast transition and made and made Will defend for quite some time. And it did not stop there. That was all within the first two minutes, so it was incredibly back and forth transitioning. And ultimately it led to a small break of potentially five seconds of Luke being on top in the hooks. He went to a deep underhook double up pass where he backstepped and was able to move over through side control into the top side triangle and armbar variation which inevitably led to Will having to submit. And now that honestly was the highest level blue belt match I've seen. The technique exchanges, they could both be mistaken for brown belts to be honest with you or above you know this is what this type of atmosphere brings out when you put on consistent events like this and people are able to develop in this type of atmosphere inevitably we get high level progression uh in a shorter amount of time and the fact that those are two homegrown south australian athletes putting on that caliber of matchup i'm sure that's one that's going to be watched back on the feeds for quite some time as it was uh, high level no matter what way you look at it amazing Alright, so we've got Luke Vidler versus Shane Wright, and I figure I might hop in for some commentary on this one because every Luke Vidler match is relatively exciting, and hopefully I can try and explain what's happening. Slap of hands, and by relatively exciting, I mean completely out of this world. Bonkers, ridiculous, you know. So Shane and Luke are hand fighting and trapping early. Shane shoots for an early takedown, which transitioned to a single and got stuffed, He's likely trying to show his willingness to wrestle early in the matchup. There's definitely experience on both sides because they're not taking the first five too seriously in terms of energy output. Definitely a prevailing theme over this show has been a little bit more aptitude towards the rule set itself. So we understand the five-minute periods, the five and five, and strategies start to play out based on that. Apart from Luke Marco and Will Wesley, who just went for the finish immediately. Oh, out of nowhere, flying triangle from Shane Wright. Luke tried to slam out of it. He's now in a seated defense position. He now comes up to stack again, potentially to slam again, trying to pull out, does slam again. That gives Shane a better angle. Luke is in a lot of trouble here. This could be considered an upset if he gets a submission. But that triangle that Shane is always looking for is now transitioning to a mounted triangle, an armbar dilemma, a side triangle, the Achilles triangle, every type of triangle you can get right off the bat here. Luke does not want to submit. And you can hear the reaction of the crowd as he forces the omoplata transition, which forced an armbar roll through, and now a hammerlock trap back control for Shane. That is absolutely... uh, We're going to watch that one back on the, the live stream or on the playback and immediately into a deep rear naked choke for Shane Wright he has just been submission hunting for the first five minutes within the first two minutes within the first two minutes of the match and Luke's had to fight out of that rear naked choke and does Shane now with a body lock uh, body triangle in and still hunting the neck this is uh, with a pace like that they went from 0 to 100 immediately they were hand fighting and playing neckties and Shane jumped 60 miles into the air, for 60 miles an hour, sorry, and went for the flying triangle and it paid off in a series of savage submission attempts. A reversal now as Shane is back on top, Luke was able to get out of the body triangle and Shane allowed him up from the bottom position. There must be a strategy that's playing out, maybe Shane has felt something Luke is visibly tired from having to defend heavy submissions but Shane still has a level of energy and then Shane pulls guard. So definitely some gaming going on. It may have been the fact that Shane wanted to have a look at some early submission pathways without the threat of points so if he lost those submissions it doesn't matter and it looks like he's playing out that same idea again as he has a guillotine locked on from bottom underneath side control and trying to use it to reverse Luke's being patient through passing Shane using a few explosive movements and now Luke went to go for the guillotine but honestly Luke looks a little bit fatigued a little bit tired fighting out of those submissions has taken its toll so if this was a a specific strategy from Shane that would be these guys are trying to kill each other well that's kind of the point (laughs) unless you're Adam you're just kind of just doing leg locks and stuff how come you wore a jumper that's three times too small mate I got a double XL from China and that's just the size they gave me (laughs) so Luke now on bottom with two hooks and a shoulder clamp so this could turn out a host of different ways Ah, Luke let it go to try and go for the guillotine it looks like his decision making is a little bit hampered due to the fatigue, but this could be good because he's in a full guard position. He's on bottom and is one minute until points off oh. and from a side arm triangle attack immediately taking the back, Luke Vidler and locking in a rear naked choke. What an incredible turnaround. What an incredible turnaround. And that, if that doesn't get match of the show, I don't know what will. That was absolutely fireworks from the beginning that slow pace into the fast pace and then Luke went to full guard with a minute from points threatened the side head arm triangle shot to the back like lightning and locked in a full rear naked choke to finish the match absolutely incredible Charmaine and Talia just wrapped up uh, all, all the way through to the last 15 seconds where Charmaine was able to get a submission via arm straightener from the Kezeketami it looks like Charmaine potentially a judo player um, and has now transitioned into jiu-jitsu quite well she's a brown belt at Matrix Talia a blue belt She was constantly, Charmaine was constantly fighting through to get to the Kezakatami position, which is a scarf hold side control with no underhook. She was even a little bit over-reliant on it early in the match as she was giving up the underhook moving through half guard, which allowed Talia into some strong transitions, transitioning to the back, transitioning to the heel hook. Talia showed a really good aptitude to read and be composed in those positions, but Charmaine showed an equal aptitude to Find her top control positions and stick with them. And eventually it paid off. It was a really nice show of technique and skill and a clash of styles. Jumping in here for commentary on Brody Greco versus Bobby Sandu, the battle of the limbs, six foot four versus six foot eight or whatever. And less than 30 seconds in, there's been a few exchanges of position, but Bobby opting to pull guard after feeling potentially the intention of submission attack from Brody. They've both trained at Absolute, they've both trained at B Team. These are highly regarded purple belt practitioners uh, who are international competitors in their own right, uh, right here on South Australian soil competing today. And it's fantastic to see this caliber of athlete right here on the M16 Invitational and it's attracting these types of matchups now. Brody hit an excellent arm drag into an outside heel hook transition Bobby looked to counter with the Bodoni lock Brody's got his hips high and bam outside heel hook finish for Brody after an excellent arm drag single leg into into the saddle transition locking onto an outside heel hook early an attempt to counter from Bobby but that was all she wrote very high level I believe Brody showing a lot of improvement there as well in terms of his intention, his precision, and his composure. Bobby has shown massive amounts of improvement on the international scene too, so, yeah. We'll uh, we'll likely see both of them back on South Australian soil in the future. Just a quick note, Augustus McCallum versus Hayden Bates. You may not be able to pick it up on replay, but in person those kimura attempts with traditional and americana looked absolutely grotesque and i guess we just don't need arms anymore in life okay so as i'm looking around the room uh currently the diego versus saeed matchup is on it's the first match of the main card and a black belt yeah. super fight. two south australian homegrown black belts and it's a very technical match diego throwing up some excellent choy bars saeed Riding, riding the wave so far. But what I can see is, uh, as usually happens with these types of events, the intensity is slightly shifting. And I've noticed this before with these events. And when the main card starts, you begin to see the big names start warming up. Daniel Short's over there warming up. Ace is warming up. Uh, the crowd seems to have gotten a little bit larger as well. It seems to 200 to 300 people. And uh, it's slowly adding to that as the main card progresses and the atmosphere is shifting a little bit. The level of anticipation is rising, and the skill level is certainly rising as well, which is difficult to say because the undercard was so jam-packed, full of awesome uh, displays of progression and technique. I'm sure the main card will be no different. How good was that, Jackie?
3: That was excellent.
0: (laughs) Pug's just baited. Yeah, (laughs) Puglier's using his sort of patented front headlock chain of events um, was able to switch in a very sophisticated way. And if you're watching that on livestream or if you watch that as a technical study, you look at how he set up a bottom-side guillotine. Not a top-side guillotine, but a bottom-side guillotine as he was passing through half-guard, which kept the threat of mount open all of the time. made it searching for mount, wasn't Yeah, but it made it much harder for him to be swept as well. Um, So inevitably, the guard became unlocked, and he sort of passed through to side control, but he changed his guillotine grip to the press guillotine, which meant the defense was slightly different, and he was able to move back to the mount immediately, switching the grip as he went through to an arm-in guillotine, and finishing the arm-in guillotine from mount all under the two-minute mark as well. So it was a very... Uh, sophisticated and smart plan.
4: And if you've ever been on the wrong side of Pugs' uh, guillotine, you will know exactly how bad it can get.
0: <laughs> the big boys are walking onto the mats now. It's going to be very interesting. Daniel Turner for room. Alright, well Wesley, as we stand here watching the heavyweights throw down, <laughs> I sprung it on him. He looked at my phone. He thought I was going to show him like a picture or something and instead he's a segment on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) ambush podcast i love it so now we're creating action in the last 10 seconds daniel's looking for a footlock he's looking to go Farouk's up by four playing cycles and there it is good job Farouk managed to win on the clean takedown points which is very impressive so we'll yeah your match with Luke Marco was easily the most exciting match on the card you came out and went to the false sweep immediately created transition after transition Uh, he was able to try to counter with the DAS attack which led to some front headlock chains uh, and also led to you escaping as well and ultimately it was um, your butterfly hooks versus his deep underhook pass which led to a topside triangle and an armbar finish, that's a very sort of um, condensed version of what happened (laughs) in the match but how did you feel in
5: the match was there anything that surprised you or was it a good time tell me Uh, what you think it felt like I thought it was going to feel I guess I felt good for the first I don't know couple exchanges then I was feeling a little slow after that but you know he's good in his spots he got me where he wanted me and hit the triangle that I've seen him hit a bunch uh, in comps so Well, on that, was there
0: a specific way that you prepared for Luke, given that you've seen him in competition?
5: Um, Not particularly. I find if I take too much time away from just my general skill development to game plan for a comp or, you know, train, you know, specifically for somebody... I don't know. I'm only like a blue belt. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I've got <laughs> so much jujitsu yeah, to well, learn. That's that, a, like, a
0: lot of conjecture around that belt. That uh, will about your belt. That's I've okay. got so much
5: jujitsu to learn that I feel yeah. like you know, if I'm taking six weeks off to specifically game plan for one little thing i'll probably be missing out on a fair bit of skill development i don't know though that's Um, a fair
0: assessment i think your skill development definitely came through i haven't seen you automatically go to a sophisticated false reap right off the bat in a match before yeah and given all of the other matches that we've seen sort of playing the five to five game of Mm -hmm. you know let's take it easy in the first five minutes like a muay thai fight you had a different idea you were going to hunt that
5: submission at all costs yeah um it's just not fun to watch <laughs> no it is there have been some great matches who have thought but you were like, such a good showman as well <laughs> I, I don't know I like I like winning by sub or losing by sub because I feel like you know you go out there you put on a show you try and submit the guy as quickly as possible uh, you know more fun for me especially <laughs> no, there were
0: some excellent technical transitions and we're looking forward to seeing you back on here again cool, I think you. that was for me that was match of the day Potentially so aside from Vidler and Shane Wright. Oh, yes. So You're hotly that contested. One, oh, man. You,
5: you miss it. I saw, I saw Shane's back take off the armbar. Which yep. Was sick. Yep. And then I just saw Vidler celebrating like a <laughs> later.
0: That's essentially yeah. a really yeah. good <laughs> recap of the match, basically. Now, Shane kicks it off with a flying triangle. <laughs> oh. And then Luke defends like eight different submissions. Yeah. <laughs> And then finishes it at an end. Absolutely ridiculous. But. No, it's good. This is an interesting match that's on this right is. now. It's Flacos versus James Watson. James, a late replacement for Lachlan Conway.
5: I was um, surprised James wasn't originally on the card.
0: Yeah, I mean, he given his performances at ADCC at Open.
5: The, and at the last, not the last one, the one before the last. Yeah. Uh, round Robin? Yeah, the Round that's Robin. Right
0: I mean, I guess this is kind of a reward for those performances as well. I mean, the organizers of the event see him as this caliber.
5: Matt Clark's very good from here. Oh, Matt Clarkos
0: is awesome, man. He's been throwing down with high level practitioners for a long time. He's got a DAS right on the edge of the mats here, and James is fighting hard. I love when you see high-level practitioners just really going after it. As you say, yeah. they're not yeah, not yeah. thinking about not the points it. at the moment, You know, mm-hmm. just thinking about getting those submissions and getting those finishes. Yeah. Actually, a good friend of ours, Paul Marston, brought up earlier, mm-hmm. in terms of rule sets, yeah. we get points for dominant positions, takedowns and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Are we moving into an era where it may be advantageous evolution-wise to start rewarding points for legitimate submission attempts as well
5: i reckon that would definitely make some fun matches you know Mm. like if you get a deep sub get a couple points for it like yeah
0: well it would definitely Definitely spur people on to try and find those submissions a little bit harder And if we talk evolution wise it may even make people more precise with their submission attempts as well yeah you know people have generated an excellent positional game you know, different variations of getting to the mount, getting to the back, based on the incentive of getting to those
5: positions. Yeah. If you're
0: getting incentive for serious submission attempts, then would you see more of it?
5: You might just get more guys gritting their teeth with a half assed ankle lock on to yeah, make it look true. like they're going for it. But, but you know.
0: I mean what's the criteria of like a an IBJJF event where yeah, you get an advantage yeah, exactly. for a submission. I mean, if we translated that advantage-based scenario into a points-based scenario, I think that'd be pretty, pretty conducive to maybe a little bit of evolution. But yeah, I mean, I think it would actually work really well for an ADCC rule Definitely, set. Definitely, yeah. Given think, given how hard
5: it is to score. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at ADCC this year there were a few. There was a bit of time where. The guy going for the submissions lost due to the rule set. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is always frustrating to watch, I guess.
0: And can happen more often than not, right? Like, oh, James Watson in. Oh, yeah. You can hear it. You can hear the reaction of the crowd. That was a big upset. James Watson in on a perfect outside heel hook knee bar variation. Catching Maddie Clark by surprise, and that is a
5: huge win for 10th Planet Adelaide, huge win for James himself. What do you think of that, Will? That was awesome, that was really nice.
0: I'm I'm glad we captured that crowd reaction uh, on the podcast. I'm very happy with that, man, absolutely fantastic. And that's just such an indicator of how rapidly things are progressing now. no,
5: Tenth so Planet Adelaide,
0: guys. So Dude, fucking S- good. speaking of Tenth Planet Adelaide, here comes Jesse Lofton <laughs> versus Ali. What a stylistic barn burner this is going to be. Sorry, guys, no commentary for this one. I just want to watch. <laughs> wow, very, very good. So retaining his cha- his championship is Ali. Now, I don't want to talk about that match because I want everyone to make sure that they're keeping an eye on the M16 YouTube channel to watch that one back. The technique that was shown in that match was high-level, modern, classic exchanges at the same time. So it was really an excellent display of guard-passing initial strategies with counter-strategies involved as well as pure leg game acceleration like there was not a minute or not a second to be spent in the leg entanglements that was not technique they weren't resting they weren't holding they weren't waiting they were just accelerating through techniques and i don't want to go too in depth into it because that is a match that a lot of people out there really need to study in terms of adcc application and the ability to understand strategy That was absolutely fantastic. Coming up next to the final two matches of the day, Deacon and Jacob, and also Daniel Schwartz versus our man, Declan Moody. Deacon versus Jacob. I'm not too sure what happened. Everyone missed it. It was that first w- fast. Within the first minute, it was a North South choke variation. I actually didn't see it. I'm going to have to watch that one back, but keeping updated. And it was just one of those things where you look at it and you go, wow, Jacob came in with a serious intention today. And that progresses us on. So, what I believe is our final matchup of the day. We're going to take a quick break before it goes on. And that's going to be Declan Moody versus Daniel Short, open weight, Uh, these two guys are the top tier of the black belt ranks in Australia, constantly battling it out at the highest levels, Daniel is Australian champion, Pan Pack champion, he beat Fabio Galeb and Tito Carl on one night in Guy and he has really proven himself to be a super fierce competitor, and Declan putting it all on the line, going to B team, taking every opportunity for super fights and will literally fight anyone, anytime, any black belt. Uh, potentially taking a big risk going up in weight classes today, but I'm sure he doesn't see it that way. I'm sure neither of them see this as a risk and both of them see this as an awesome opportunity. And what a treat for us to be able to have this right here in, in South Australia. It's not lost on us, it's not lost on the spectators how incredible this event is, and uh, what a privilege privilege it is to be here, in person, to witness it. So no commentary for this one. I'm just gonna be mesmerized, I'm sure. Wow, that was an elite level matchup between two of the best, the best black belts in Australia. Each athlete surviving and escaping each other's best positions. Daniel escaping a fully locked in rear naked choke. Declan escaping a fully locked in inside heel hook from the 50-50, double 50 position. The judges are currently deliberating as to who they believe has won, as it was 0-0 as time elapsed. So we're going to get it live here. Who they've decided has won this match. It was certainly a back and forth affair. Declan passing the guard early in the matchup a few times. Daniel able to use pinpoint resilience to make his move at the most advantageous time he was never able to pass the guard or take the back fully of Declan Declan right at the end was looking to take down looking to shoot uh, and really had a lot of pressure on Daniel Short's back defense and guard retention throughout the last 10 seconds it could be the decider there is certainly a debate going on so we will wait and we will find out who has won this matchup. I would give it to Declan, but I'm biased. If I also look based on base criteria, there were some deep submission attempts on both sides. <laughs> but ADCC is all about who progressed the action. So the fact that Declan shot late and was trying to take the back late could be really, really. Uh, Here we go. Who's going to be? Woo! And it is Declan Moody. We can tell by the reaction of the crowd. And after the stern deliberation of the judges, that Declan Moody was awarded the win, and the hometown hero has avenged me.
5: <laughs> oh no, it'll be
0: great one. As the event's dying down now, people are starting to filter out of the stadium. What I'm seeing is, an, you know, an information share, a knowledge share. There's competitors who competed against each other today, still on the mats, showing each other what they were doing, and talking about their matchups and this is what it's all about right we can have that kind of massive event and what you see on a live stream or what you see on a YouTube video is just a snippet of that event but the after effects of an event like this are always really really beneficial when you get people coming together who are all so like-minded and they're all working towards the same goals it's absolutely inevitable that they'll want to communicate, talk to each other and establish connections that go deeper and longer than just one match on one day. And that's where this community is built. You know, I'm, I'm looking around the room and there's literally like everyone from every academy talking to each other. And so, big, can someone get this guy a jump of the fits? <laughs> Unbelievable. Big Adam, that's mine. That's mine. You can't move that. That's mine. Uh, Adam. Sorry, mate. It's fucking heavy lifting. Bro. Heavy lifting is packing up you happy with the day
5: yeah that was mad eh? um every fight was fucking killer yeah. so can't ask much for much more than that
0: and i was just saying it's good to see you know everyone's leaving now and you guys are packing up but we've got you know athletes from across australia all conversing with each other and sharing yeah, yeah. technique yeah. and
5: knowledge D- <laughs> deacon was just on the mats just then, working with jacob showing him that choke and shit so, Yeah, that's what i like man it's, it always seems to be good vibes at these ones so Another massive
0: success, man. I don't say it every time, but it was just another step up again.
5: I I heard we're starting a new division for the next one where it's going to be all about the bicep size. (laughs) uh, Finally! I'm looking at the guy who's going to be winning it.
0: Something I can win. (laughs) All right, well, guys, um, you heard it from the man himself. It's just another successful event. And I'm really looking forward to the next one. Obviously, when you talk to people, it's a super inspiring thing as well. Everyone who comes to these events says the same thing. Oh, I can't wait to compete. I can't wait to get out there. And I'm the same myself. You know, I, you know, it inspires you to get healthy, live a good lifestyle, get to training, make sure you're contributing to the community and just really up the game in all levels, in all areas. Study more, think more, um, give more. That's what this is all about. And I'm glad we got to speak to a lot of different people from across australia today from the people who are competing to the people who are supporting and hopefully this captured the real environment and the real vibe of the day and also just how far we've all come thanks guys we'll be back same bat time same bad channel for all the bat fans out there